Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. Joining you here on a Wednesday evening as the free agency window opens. My name is Tommy, and I am one of your hosts for tonight, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Oh, I thought I was I was caught in a time loop for a minute. Yeah, we were, it really we're, we're, <laughs> time is repeating. It really does feel like 2008 again, huh? As it's, I say, time is a flat circle. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, we're here mostly to talk to you today. If you have not seen the big news, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today said that he wants to be a New York Jet. He intends to play for the New York Jets going into next year. Biggest news of the Packers offseason so far by far. We have been waiting for an Aaron Rodgers any kind of update for a long the whole time. The has been waiting for this. Oh, yeah. Ian Rappaport's been running off screen to check his text messages and answer calls in case it was about Rodgers. Did you see how, uh, how um, what's the word I'm looking for, how just distressed Rich Eisen looked on NFL oh, Network? Oh, man, the other I, did. I saw a clip of that. On, I saw a video of it. I didn't see it live, but yeah, it's like... <laughs> He's dying. It's, I heard somebody talk about it. why is he so upset. It's like because he's a Jets fan. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was visibly exhausted, and he like he literally at one point said, "Aaron, please, just please stop, stop." <laughs> but like we said today on Wednesday, Aaron Rodgers appeared on the Pat McAfee show and said that he wishes to be a New York Jet. There were a lot of rumors going into this week. Um, it sounds like this was decided on Friday, according to Rogers, that he decided that he wanted to be a Jet. And until a move is made, it sounds like the biggest holdup is compensation, um, whether that's draft pick compensation or trade compensation on what the Packers are getting or how much of the deal the Packers or Jets are eating in terms of his contract. A lot of money there. Um, but it sounds like According to Rodgers, the Packers are digging their heels in. A lot to talk about there. But before we get into all of that, we've got so much to talk about there. We just wanted to hit on a couple of things around Packers free agency because, yes, Rodgers is the biggest news, and we're going to spend a large chunk of our time on that today. But we also want to talk about some of the smaller moves around the Packers, just hit on them very quickly. But before we get into any of that, just wanted to pitch a couple of things. If you like what you hear here, here, here today, that's a tough one, uh, come give us a follow on here, Twitter. Here, at, here. here. Come give us a follow on Twitter at Father Son Packer. Uh, we tweet out when we have new episodes, articles we find interesting, news such as this Rogers thing, quotes from that interview, quotes from other interviews, stuff like that. So come give us a follow. We'd really appreciate it. We're also doing a mock draft Monday series there where dad, you are uh, doing a mock draft on the PFF mock draft simulator every single week and we're posting it. Come interact with those. We would love to hear what you think. Do you like the picks? Do you hate the picks? Are they things you hadn't thought of before? Come get, just let us know. Come. We, we appreciate all criticism. Uh, and then if you really like us, come subscribe to us on all podcasting platforms, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. Uh, and then if you really, really, really like us, come subscribe to us on YouTube at Father Son Packers Podcast. Uh, same as the title. Uh, that would really help our numbers and we would really appreciate it. Whew, got through all of that pretty quick. <laughs> but yep. dad, let's talk a little bit about some outside of Aaron Rodgers news very quick, yep. quick free agency quick. roundup. Do you want to hit on these very, uh, very yeah, briefly? So the, 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 the big free agent signing, what everybody was watching for, and actually a lot of people were actually watching for, was the, the Packers are bringing back Keyshawn Nixon. Yes. One year, four million, that with, uh, bonuses, I think based on like number of interceptions and other, um, metrics can be as much as six million. And then how that actually counts on the cap was a little bit of a question. Whether you have the bonuses, whether they're likely to be um, made or not, depends on how they have um, 
um, hit the it cap. It depends on if they're like likely to confer. I believe right. The likely the yeah. likely to be earned ones are always counting on the cap, and then the other ones I don't know if they split it or count it later or or not if they if they hit them. Yeah, and that was so that the was the one. biggest one, and I was really excited because you know he was probably a top five player on the team next year. I'm not so sure how like sticky like returning like as a skill is from year to year, but he brought stability to the position. He was a big reason as to why they went on that win streak, and he's a good special teamer and a decent slot corner, even if he's not as electric a returner as he was last year, which I don't think anyone should expect him to be. But still exciting to have him back to to, to lead the league in yardage. Return yardage, despite only having the job for like you know seventy percent of the year, but actually, I would say you definitely have players who are you know top of the league returners multiple years in a row during their careers. So you have these people who have been you know um, star returners for for multiple years. So it's, we can always hope. Yeah, we had. I think everybody who was like on the on the Keyshawn Nixon watch, were like, are we going to be decent again this year? Are we going to fall back into the abyss? If we don't get Keyshawn Nixon back. Yeah, I'm just looking at like, I think the thing that comes to my mind is like Braxton Berrios was the all pro kick return of the year before. This year, yeah. he just got cut and by the Jets. Cut. So he so, was, yeah, he was, uh, uh, you know, presumably available. Yeah. And so my, my point is just like kick returning isn't necessarily always like you're not going to be necessarily as good next year as you were this year. But I think even if he's not, he'd probably still be a good gunner. He'd probably still be a good special team or other places. It's not like he can only return. Um, so I'm fine with it. He was one of their best players last year. It's good to reward players who play well for you. Uh, he's one of Basaccia's guys who is now also as a quick update, just while we're here has had his role upgraded to assistant head coach, um, which is a role in promotion and presumably a pay bump, but those things aren't public, but just a bit of appreciation for like, Hey, uh, you did a lot of great work here. And then a lot of people like, like him in the organization and he got a lot of head coaching, op- um, Interviews. He got some got attention from the Colts. The Colts, yeah. But in terms of like assistant coaches who did their job well last yeah. year, he did one of the best. Yeah, I mean, special teams was not an abject failure, which is all we were asking for. They were like yeah. they were like average, which is fine. That's that's okay. Which is an incredible improvement over the previous year, where they weren't just last. They were, you know, last with a bullet. They needed binoculars to see second to last. Yeah, it's the money ball thing, which I don't want to make this an explicit pod, but if you know, you know. Um, But Dad, so beyond how many feet? Fifty feet of fifty feet. Yes. Beyond that, though, uh, some other free agency notes uh, just to tack on after that Basaccia thing. Um, Packers re-signed tight end Tyler Davis to the league minimum. I, I think it was a minimum. Did you actually see? I, I think I one person reported seven hundred ninety thousand, which is around the minimum. Okay, because they saw that they signed to a contract instead of putting some kind of ten, um, tender. Yeah, on and I, I wasn't familiar with the source, so I didn't want to put it down here. But that's at least what I saw, not verified or anything. But yeah, that's and, the, and the so, word. So speaking, yeah, in the special teams vein, he mostly is a special teamer, but now he's one of only two tight ends signed to the squad yeah we were talking about this and i think we both kind of concluded he's a warm body at the position because they had just deguara and that's it at the position right now i it does not expect them to add at least two more tight ends i'm gonna say it does not move me i am not moved (laughs) by this i i wouldn't say he's guaranteed a roster spot at all next year i i feel like in fact what i was saying to you earlier was like yeah he's the warm body at the position a lot of warm bodies at the position out there like it's not like you're making a signing in season where you're like oh he has to know the playbook they have the whole offseason to learn the playbook 
Like we, yes. get, we can get also, a different guy here. You know, when you're when you're signed at the league minimum, you got no guarantees. Well, you know what they say when somebody's not going to take your job. You know what they say when you're making the minimum. If they could pay you less, they would. <laughs> yep. Um, beyond that, though, uh, the other piece of Packers incoming free agents is yeah, that this th- is one that you should be particularly excited about because you talked about this all during the season. So I'll let you run with this one. Oh yes, I we have needed like an actual long snapper for quite a while to be honest i mean it just either the blocking's been bad or the snapping's been bad or both have been bad so i'm just happy we brought in a guy and hey he's got super bowl experience so he's got a ring and the player i'm talking about of course of course if you didn't know how could you not know is matt orzek uh the long the long snapper for the rams the past few years uh they signed him to a three-year deal uh that's so that's the, exciting the- yeah, the fact that they're willing to pay to sign him to a three-year deal is one of the most exciting things, or that they must actually value him. Yeah, I mean they've been going year to year pretty much since like Brett Good left or uh, Good Good Goody G O O D E. I always forget how he pronounces it, but they've been going year to year since then. And they were honestly going year to year with him too until he was just very very old, and they have not found a good long snapper despite drafting one trying out a bunch of them they've gone through hunter bradley steve wordle jack coco uh it's probably another Fortunato. i didn't even remember Fortunato. uh um Tabor pepper i think is his name who's now with the niners uh but yeah they've been and i have long long been like how are there not 32 this dudes is, this, in the this world like, this was an almost after every game uh statement this is a running bit. A running bit I had is like, how are there not 32 guys in the world who can long snap? It's incredible to me. Um, but so that's the final addition the Packers are making to the roster so far that we have details on. Don't really have a note on how much he was signing for. Um, beyond that, though, the Packers are so far losing two players to other teams, confirmed. Uh, Lazard will... Alan Lazard signed to a deal with the Jets. I believe it was $44 million over four years, if I remember correctly. And, and half of it guaranteed, like 22 yeah. guaranteed. So it's about actually in line with what he was getting predicted to by SpotTrack and maybe PFF or somebody else. They had him a little bit over um, $10 million a year. So it was not that much of a surprise for the amount, I would say. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's a pretty solid deal for the Jets. A lot of people are going to say, hey, they're only bringing him there because Rodgers is coming there. But he's a good player, and he fits well, and Hackett's already there. They're kind of running that system anyway. So um, beyond that, though, uh, Jaron Reed is the other one who will be going to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I can't remember exactly how much he was going for, but it was more than the Packers were going to pay him. I think it was... It was like two years for $10 million or something. Significantly uh, more. Um, let me see if I can find that. Ten point eight million max okay. value. Two year, ten point eight million max value. So in, in last year, he made much less than that for the Packers. So good, good for him. Yeah, he kind of resurrected his value with a with a year on the Packers. Yeah, and so that kind of just based on players going out and players coming in, it's looking like the Packers are going to probably end up with one compensatory pick um, because bringing in Orzek and losing. Um, Reed and two. Lazard. Reed and Lazard. Do you think? Uh, yeah, I believe um, Orzek I, is going to be high enough to cancel yeah, one I, of those. Out? I don't think it's just about amount; it's also about number of players. Um, and I think this was Mosqueda. I think who had it is like he thinks it's going to be one compensatory pick after bringing in Orzek. Could be wrong, but that's essentially what I've been hearing from a lot of the other analysts. So I'm kind of rolling with that for now. Um, 
there could be more moves that will affect that later, but just something to keep in mind. But dad, that's kind of the last of the free agent news with regards to the Packers. Did you have anything you want to add before we go to the Rogers part of this? For the um, free agents, I still expect them to sign kind of a lower cost safety and tight end. Um, at least lower cost for 2023. Um, because they only have, what, two tight ends on the team? And a known number of safeties, because we're not actually sure who's going to be playing safety. We got a safety yeah. who's playing nickel and a and a nickel cornerback who's playing safety, maybe. So it's a little unclear. So I think they'll sign. And there's some some safety still out there. I think uh, you know, like at, as you know, really top of the the line in terms of um, perform last year's performance and likely salary this year, like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. But there are others as well that the Packers could get in the se- sort of second wave of free agency, which is. What they usually do, which is why it's surprising that they, in the first wave of free agency, they signed a long snapper. Yeah, I mean, clearly it was, the highest, it was the <laughs> highest priority of players for them to get. Yeah, some ones I've been looking at safety-wise are like Julian Love um, is interesting. Do the double love, which would be fun, because why not? Uh, and then, yeah, can, tight, what, tight ends, although it seems like... Johnson, Johnson from the Browns, maybe? Yeah, he used they, to be on the Rams. I think he just officially got released by the Browns today. I think that went through. It was supposed, um, Yeah, I remember hearing it was going to be the start of the league year. And the benefit to signing someone like him would be that it would not count against the compensatory pick formula. Just something right, to keep in mind get, since released. he was released. Um, beyond that, though, tight end-wise, a lot of the tight ends are being signed now. Hurst just agreed to Carolina and... Beyond that, Dalton Schultz would probably be too expensive for them. There's still my um, Gasicki is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yep, Irv oh, Smith. I was going to ask what you thought about the Waller thing and the report that the Packers did offer a second for Waller last year. That well, we heard that that was the rumor during the season that they offered a second, and uh, and the Raiders said no. So the Raiders, you know, screwed themselves out of like sixty spots in the draft. Yeah, and honestly, by, by I'm making. The- Fairly glad they did not give up a second. At this for point, Waller, uh, Waller may be kind he's just, of running out of steam from injuries. Yeah, he's just hurt so often. And he missed like half the year last year. Yeah, he's he's missed quite uh, a few games over the past two years. Um, but let's move on now to the Roger side of things because I think this is the part that all Packers fans have their eyes completely focused on. So today at 1 p.m. Eastern, I believe, 10 p.m. Western um, time. Or 10 a.m. Yes. 10 a.m. Western yes. time. Yes, 10 a.m. Yes, yes. Uh, I Rogers, was driving. That's right. Rogers, uh, or and yesterday this was scheduled, so it was released late uh, evening yesterday that Rogers would be appearing today at 10 a.m. West Coast, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, on the Pat McAfee show. And I know I was like, "Oh, exciting! We're gonna like the, maybe the move will be announced." And now the move was not announced. But like we said earlier, Rogers said he intends to be intends to play for the Jets next year. And just kind of going through this interview, I think this is like, we'll talk about the interview and then we'll talk about um, some other Rodgers related stuff as we kind of come to the end of the Aaron Rodgers era. But this is all going to be a bit more free form than our usual episodes are just because there's not a lot of data to collect, not a lot of things substantial to talk about in that way. But I think that for me, just as like a quick reaction, I thought he did quite well in this interview. I thought he came off pretty well. 
Um, he didn't roast the Packers too hard, which he probably could have. Uh, I would not have been surprised if he did. Uh, a lot of people were expecting that. Yeah, he took he um took his time to say like thank you to the Packers, thank you to the fans. Like I like Green Bay is such a special place in my heart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which is like what you want to hear. Took time to thank a lot of players and a lot of staff on the Packers, notably not Matt Lafleur or Brian Gutekunst, which is a little interesting. Uh, took time to compliment Jordan Love and say he thinks he has a great career ahead of him, um, which is we say is a fabulous kid and a fabulous player or something some, like that. Something like that, yeah, something along those lines. Um, talked a little bit about why the Jets, you know, Salah being there, um, or sorry, not Salah, uh, Nathaniel Hackett being there. Um, meeting going really well, etc. Um, and I think other parts of it we, we can dive into as we go. Um, he said that essentially he was leaning towards retiring before his darkness retreat and then coming out of it, the fact that the Packers... He said the, the, this was probably the only real criticism he had of the Packers is that he said that he felt that they... When he went into the darkness retreat, they were saying one thing about, hey, like, we don't really know. And then when he came out, it sounded like he felt that they had changed, like, their tune and their mind and were actively trying to shop him while he was in the darkness retreat, which I guess he didn't like particularly well. And that made him not want to retire and instead want to trade, which, honestly, if we're being real, is probably a good thing for the Packers. So maybe they made the right decision doing all it's, of that. <laughs> I'm not going to say. It's better for them if he keeps playing and they can trade him than if he retires. Yes. And Materially. So- and in so terms those, of uh, what they what they can, how, how it helps their roster construction. Yeah, and then like we said earlier, it sounds like he is all set to go to the Jets. But the biggest thing is, and he was kind of putting a little pressure on the Packers in this because he was pretty much telling them, "Hey, get a move on." The Packers are digging their heels in on compensation. Um, let's first yeah. start with Dad. What did you think of like the interview as a whole? Uh, what so were thing, what were some see... things that what were some things that caught your eye, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm looking as the interview is just getting started before I had to start driving. So I wasn't able to listen to it. But there were over half, there were over half a million people yeah. watching them. 490,000 so, people. Is that what it was? Because at one point I saw 500,000, so I thought it may have crossed that. But yeah, by, by far their most viewed um, episode ever. So that was so a lot of people were interested. I think one thing it does, um, so that was kind of kind of wild and you're bringing in all of the Jets fans now starving yeah. for a contender. I mean, how what, now, percent, what percent of those of those views do you think were from New York media? From New York like, from uh, the 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 tri-state area where 70%? Uh, 80%? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> and uh you, so they're putting pressure on the owner who is already desperate to to win and the team to to make something happen. You know, and Roger saying that the Packers have their heels dug in. You know, the thing is if you have negotiations and it's not progressing, that means both sides have their heels dug in because it's not moving. Although, it's just a matter of whether you think one side is have it, is holding an unreasonable position or not. But they're both dug in. If there's no if there's no movement, it sounds both like dug in. it sounds like there has been some movement since Friday. Like we said earlier, Friday was the day that I guess he came to this decision, and he's been kind of like ready to ready to get going since Friday. Um, Trey Wingo said, I think yesterday or day before, this could go. A week into or next, two into next week, like longer. Somebody, and then I don't remember who I saw this from. Like, yeah, they can just go up until the draft. That seems like the Packers curious. will try to squeeze every little you know drop of juice out of this stone. For my own sanity, God, <laughs> I hope not, because I would that literally would be kind of crazy. Gasket. And a little bit of a scorched earth policy if they actually went through with that. Um, 
it's clear, I think, and a lot of people are throwing out, oh, the, there's more pressure on the Packers, there's more pressure on the Jets. There's more pressure on the Jets. Yeah. Because if the trade happens, they're a much better team than if the trade doesn't happen. For the Packers, if the trade happens or not, doesn't happen, yes, it doesn't so, change how we, good a team they are very much. Can we talk about this a little bit? I we're, Let's talk about leverage in this situation because I've had this discussion with a lot of people. So we've talked a little bit about the Rodgers meaning before we move on to talking about actual compensation and trade stuff, do you want to talk any more about anything he said during it, anything that stood out to you, or do you want to start talking about the ram like the ramifications and the details of what we think that the what we think these discussions are? Um I you can move I think you can move on and start talking about what some of the um ramifications or discussions okay. are. And so it does seem so, like they're and and what the actual numbers are, clearly the numbers don't match. Um, and you have so many opinions flying out there. We don't know what the Jets' real number is and what the yeah. Packers' real number is. I'm not even going to uh, like address... Like, we have people saying they want multiple firsts. We have people saying that's not true. I think Schefter had multiple firsts. Pelissero said not multiple firsts. We don't even know if a first is in there. We don't know anything. Um, the one thing I will say, let's talk about leverage for a second. Because um, I've had this discussion with a lot of people this past... Um, just over the last yeah. 24 hours. Let's wait. And I just want to say, so the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers last season had played for the Jets, it would be a top five Jets quarterback season of all time. The Jets have one season of a player throwing over 4,000 yards. And, and that, that was, was Joe Namath over 50 in years ago. 1967. That, you were two years old. Fifty, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and that was the last time any got anybody got over four thousand. Four thousand. It's only happened once. Rogers has had like nine four thousand yard seasons. So even if he is not MVP, Rogers, even if he's just as good as last year, Rogers with a bad thumb, he's probably still a top five quarterback all times in terms of what season for them. So you, we need to take into account that in terms of leverage, one. He would already be one of the best Jets quarterbacks ever. Two, they have set themselves up in terms of the their fan base now assu assumes they're getting Rodgers. If they let if the fan base down, south, they're going to be I want forks and torches. Okay, I want to touch going on, down I, Broadway. Let me just let me hit a few arguments as to why I think Packers have the leverage in this scenario. So that's one and two. Three. Robert Sala, as a head coach of the Jets, is like way below 500 as a record. If they're bad again next year, they, like they don't get Rodgers. Th okay, no, actually, number three. Who the hell else is playing quarterback? Because Carr is signed. Darnold is gone. Dar like Darnold is signed to the Niners. Carr is to the Saints. Andy Dalton to the Panthers. Um, Baker Mayfield's on the Buccaneers. Like there Garoppolo are to the Garoppolo's Raiders. on the Raiders. Even there Taylor Heineke is signed. Taylor Heineke to the Falcons? Texans, even, even Jacoby Brissett is signed. Like oh, so, Brissett is signed now too. Brissett's on yeah Washington. Um, <coughs> but so my point is, there's no one left. So you've painted yourself into the corner of you're getting Rodgers. Your fan base assumes it. Your owner is putting pressure on the GM, like pub, essentially has publicly put pressure on them that they, he wants the Rodgers deal done. And then if you don't get Rodgers, who knows who's playing quarterback for you? I think we talked about earlier. Best options probably Carson Wentz at this point and. Uh, um, or taking Philip Rivers out of retirement after two years, which is also crazy to me, or Matt Ryan, which honestly probably the worst of those three. 
or Mariota, who was bad last year. But anyway, my point is, if they go with another guy, they're probably not going to be good next year. And if they're not good, Salah's probably not getting like another year to go. Douglas is probably safe because his last draft was so good. But Salah, I mean, this has been his first shot as a, at a head coach. A lot of people don't get second shots at being a head coach if they're not good in their first tenure. So, I mean, if they aren't, the, if they get Rodgers this year and they perform well, that could be the difference between him having to go back to being a defensive coordinator or him getting an extension for a lot of money. Like, that's, that's, these are all things that, like, fan base, fan base has a, like, the owner has a reason because the fan base is putting pressure on them. The coach has a reason because there's a lot of pressure on him to succeed. The, the GM is getting pressure from the owner. Like, everyone I down. Think the, the, and the they, owner's also thinking, the clock is ticking. I've been waiting for a long time and I'm, my, my clock is ticking. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen people say like, well, why do the Packers have like the Packers? It's going to be super awkward if Rogers there. It's not like you can just welcome back. If he doesn't go to the Jets, he's going to retire. But awkward is not as bad as tire fire. M- right. Much worse team. Yeah. I mean, so this is what you look at. Who has the most to lose and gain versus the trade? The Jets lose much more in terms of how good their team is going to be if the trade doesn't go through versus if it goes through. Yeah. Packers, how good their team is. Um, if they don't trade the him, trade, love is starting. It, it love, love is the quarterback either way. They have a quarterback. Maybe they get nothing. It actually make in, them a much worse team if the trade doesn't go through. It makes them a it worse. The Jets. It makes them a worse team and like, they don't get a pick. They don't like, but honestly, the gap between what the Packers would be with and without a Rodgers trade, this is the big back gap between the Packers with and without a Rodgers trade is tiny compared to the gap of the Jets with with and without a Rodgers trade. Yep. Even if Rodgers is only as good as he was last year. It is still a huge upgrade over and Zach I, Wilson. And I have people saying, oh, they could just play Zach Wilson. Really? After Did you- every single member of the organization, from the owner to the GM to the coach to the off, and the offensive coordinator was hired to bring Rodgers in, and all the players are burning cheese heads to get Rodgers to come there and publicly right. tweeting at him. You think that locker room is going to be like, yeah, we're cool with Zach Wilson coming back right. and playing quarterback for us? No, they got all kinds of players desperately courting Rodgers to get him to come to the team, and you think that's not going to make it awkward? You worried about the Packers locker room being awkward? What's the Jets locker room going to be like after all of his teammates are begging Rodgers to come? And Mike White's also gone. Yeah. They're, they're, Speaking they're, of which. They're, you know, playing break glass in case of emergency is already gone. Yeah. And so it's like they, I think they have to land Rodgers at this point, which, I mean, it sounds like they're going to. Everything we've heard is like this deal I mean, is going to get think, done. Right. It's That's going the to happen. It's going to get done. It's just a matter of how long it takes them to find middle ground yeah and i'm think i'm leaning if we're just projecting what we think the deal might look like i'm thinking it's going to be pick number 13 and some kind of third round pick that maybe conveys to a second if they make the playoffs or if he stays a certain number of years or something like that that's kind of what i'm thinking right now yeah i think there'll be a a scale for that other pick i think i think they have to get the first round this year but next year's could be you know, Rodgers plays a certain number of games. It's a third. They make the playoffs. It's a second. They win the Super Bowl. It's a first. Because if they win the Super Bowl, you give it up to first. They, they won the trade. Yeah. At that point, like, sure. Good good stuff. You did it. 
you can take our first, you know, our first this year, which is now like the 32nd pick. It's practically a second. What do you think anyway. about the argument that the the trade compensation should be lower because the Jets are getting the Packers off this contract? Stupid. I mean, I see what they're saying. If the Jets had another option, if the Jets they don't had, have another option, it's just meaningless. Yeah, because it's actually um, this year is only costing the Jets fifteen million. Yeah, honestly, the cap hit for the, them is not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's the next year that's right. And so, if you only place one and then retires, then you could do some retirement shenanigans to spread it out a couple of years, so you don't take like a a what it, I guess would be a forty five million dollar cap hit for them after that. And if you get more than two, more than if you get two years, then that's what you're hoping for anyway. And then uh, the cap hit, I think, would be a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And for the Packers, like, yeah, it's ten million less this year, and a big cap hit next year that they would have to figure out. Exactly. And so I think, I mean, obviously we're biased as Packers fans, but it definitely feels like the Packers have leverage. I think it's going to have to include at least a first. I if it's if it's just thirteen, are you happy? I think if it's just a first, I'm happy. Mus- I think Mosqueda was saying if it's a second would, and a third, he's happy. I'm, I don't think a second and a third. A second is and enough. a third, I would not. I would be disappointed. Yeah. A first, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can handle a first. But if it's if it's a second and a third, that would be. Uh... Do you think any players from the Packers or from the Jets are moving also? I don't think the Packers could take on any high contracts. So I think they could really only take somebody who's on like a rookie deal. So like Elijah Moore or Denzel Mims. And so people who aren't getting many snaps anyway. Yeah. May, well, may, more would more would get a lot of snaps. More is you expecting him with a good quarterback to do better this year than last year. Yeah. Um, and from the Packers, the only thing that would make any kind of sense at all from the Jets' perspective would be an offensive lineman. Yeah, and it, I think like, the only, like, the like only Yash, one that... Like Yash. The only one that like fiscally makes sense, I think, for them is Runyon. I think is the only one that would work. Royce, um, is based... Royce Newman an upgrade over what they've got? No, I'm going to tell you no. It's, that's <laughs> not no. It's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think can they send? Tra- um, um, they could. What's they... his name? Starting starting uh, right guard uh, game one from Jake Hansen. Oh goodness, no, thank you. <laughs> can I, we please? I, can we please trade them, Jake Hansen? We could maybe just. But you know, I this, did have this crazy idea. It's like. What if they? Uh, how much extra could they get if Josh Nyman was in on the deal? Is that even possible with a tender extended? I don't. Can they even trade him? He's not even under contract, right? This is true. It's not actually a contract until yeah. it's signed. Remember I, last year that Lazard, Lazard didn't, didn't it, shine, yeah. sign his. Tender for yeah. months and months, so he didn't have to show up to. Uh, I don't. I don't any think they off-season can, activities. I don't think they can sign. I don't think they'd have to. He'd yeah. have to wait till he signs it. Then he's under contract. Then they can. Then they, they yeah, can I, him. but I don't think they can. But it's just a crazy idea, just thrown out there. I don't actually think it happened because he's a pretty valuable player at this point. I would be surprised if someone doesn't match. I'm waiting for somebody to match that offer since it's a second round tag. Yeah, and that was the other piece of news that we forgot to touch on earlier is they did extend the second round tag to the Ash Nyman. Um, yeah, so if if an, another team that means another team can so the salary compensation is about four million for one year, and other teams can sign him, but the Packers do have the option to match it. 
But if some team signs him to this like crazy large contract, the Packers say, "Oh, that's that's too rich. We'll take your second round pick." Yeah, and, and then so that's fine. I would have maybe even given him a first round tender, but I was I was on that because he may be better than half of the uh, you know left tackles in the league based on how he's played the last few years. I think that's reasonable. I mean, he was pretty much their starting so, left tackle for half the games in twenty twenty one. So those players make a whole lot more than. Six million a year. Yeah, if it was so, a fir- if it was a first round tag, I think or four million the second round tag. Someone's definitely going to give him an offer sheet, assign him to an offer <laughs> sheet, and the, I, I would assume the Packers will match unless it's like a ridiculous amount. Um, but Dad, so since we're talking about Rogers, uh, where should we go next with regards to this McAfee thing? Uh, it's a little more freeform than we usually do. Um, do you think he was actually considering retiring? I don't really believe it. I don't think he is actually going to retire. I think he wants to keep playing. I think he's, you know, how can you not be in love with football? It's true. How can you not be romantic about football? Romantic about football. Romantic about football. I think he wants to keep playing. I think he's still enjoying it. I think he's still liking it. I don't think he's tired of it. Um, maybe if he still had that Jeopardy gig this year, yeah, he would. Maybe, maybe he'd then be. he'd retire if he had he had something um, he really wanted to do. I think the the Jeopardy thing was. It's a little too early for him to uh, jump into, and he he didn't. Maybe he'd do game. it if it was offered to him this this year. Yeah, but, but I don't the- think he's. I don't think he's ready to retire. Forget even with uh, you know, if you want to make poke a few jabs at whether he wants to be in the same retirement class as Tom Brady or not. I don't. That's I just the- don't think he. I just don't think he wants to. I think he wants to play another couple of years. Now, if he wins a Super Bowl, then I can see like you know, sunset. Right, I'm riding off. And and the thing is, it's like. I think he's still got some in the tank. I think he'll be good for the Jets at least this next year. The big question for them is, like, is he going to play more than a year? Uh, and do you want to give up that much for a guy who's going to be a year? Which is why I think the the any um, conditions on a pick would be, I think, like playing time-based, years-based, if he comes back for more than one year. Right. It could um, be that there's, you know, more than one conditional pick. That there's a conditional pick for next year, depending on how many games there are in the team performance, and a conditional pick in... 2025 if he comes back for a second year yeah and i i think i'm trying to think of like what the worst deal they might get is like what, what do you think i, I think, think the, the worst conceivable i think the lowest conceivable compensation is one second round pick oh, god i don't think that would be enough that's the lowest conceivable and that would be i would be very and, and i think the thing is if you look at this and they're saying well, you can't get so much from him because of that bad contract. That's almost a fireable offense at this point. The contract? The contract, yeah. Yes. I don't know what they were thinking. Here's, oh, I saw someone speculating. So if you're like losing like possibly two or three other draft picks because the contract is so bad, that's just a terrible business practice. Who, okay, I saw this um, postulated on Twitter. So you know it was just the highest quality thought. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah, there's nothing but uh, Twitter, um, well-reasoned, rational arguments. Um, whose idea do you think that contract was? Because I heard someone speculate. It's like, Gudekinst reports to Murphy, and Russ Ball reports directly to Murphy. Do you think it was Gudekinst's idea to give out this contract? Or do you think or this you was think, a Murphy you thing? I think it was Murphy, a Murphy idea. This was merely speculation, not sourced at all. Just do you think... Because it, 
It's not a good contract. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not good. No, I mean, this contract was designed to make it impossible for the Packers to move on from him, which is what Rodgers wanted. That doesn't make it, that doesn't make it a good idea. Why did they do it? They were, at that time, stuck, terrified of what would happen if they didn't have Rodgers. They are not at that same place now. But I just don't understand. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I don't understand. I think the biggest thing, I guess, is the number one job of a GM is far and away keep your job. And you can't move on from a back-to-back MVP without getting fired. And so you yeah, kind of had to had to bend the knee, so to speak, yeah, and acquiesce to all these things, kiss the ring, yeah. Because... But they had to, right? Because if you trade the back to back MVP and he's still really good. good the next year, yeah. I think the other thing that they're like, we are don't want to be the um the front office that sent the Packers back to a repeat of the seventies and eighties, yeah. Do you think? Okay, so we're kind of we're kind of sidelining here, and we'll we'll talk Winging a little it. bit. We'll talk a little bit about Rogers, just like legacy wise as well. I mean, I think the the big thing to remember in all of this is like, yes, I think we both think that Rogers should be tra- like we're pretty happy that Rogers is being traded. Um, I think we both think it's at, what's at best for point, the Packers. At this because point. I think the Packers will be a better team overall. Not that. Love will be better than Rodgers, but the team will be better if this trade happens. <laughs> unless and they, maybe, unless and they only maybe get a third. Even, <laughs> and maybe not even next year, but maybe in two years, three years, they'll be a better team. They're not winning the Super Bowl next year with Rodgers. I hate to burst anyone's bubble if they thought that, that was possible, but they were not going to do that. Um, but I think we're going to talk a lot about, because I think the big thing is to remember also that Rodgers is a Packers legend. He said during this McAfee interview, he said he thinks he's arguably the best player to ever play for the Packers, and he's 100% right. I mean, he's certainly in the conversation 100% of the way. I mean, four MVPs in a Super Bowl. He's right up there in the conversation with all the greats, the like all the players who have ever played for the Packers. He's right there at the top in that conversation with like Favre, Star, Horning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the th- and the thing is, it's like I think it's sometimes easy to lose sight of like how important he has been to the Packers. I mean, maybe not for you, but I was born in 1998, and so I remember uh, Favre was my childhood hero. Favre has done some really crazy things since <sighs> retiring. Um, yeah, but, this is the thing with having you know sports, yeah. but <laughs> athletes but as for uh, me, heroes. But for me, Rodgers has essentially been the quarterback of the Packers for most of the life that I can remember. Since I was 10 years old, Rodgers has been the quarterback for the Packers. And every year, since I was in the fifth grade, it's been Aaron Rodgers leading this team. And that's most of what I remember as a Packers fan. And so it's kind of surreal to be moving on at this point. Just from my perspective, I don't know about you. You you have a different perspective since you've been around so much longer. You're very old. Um, <laughs> um, I'm but, practically dirt. Yeah. But um, for me, it's, it is a little surreal. And I think it's important to, to appreciate what he did do for the Packers while still acknowledging that, hey, it's, it's time. 
um, and they should sell as high as they can. Um, what do you What do you think about Rogers' thoughts on him being maybe the best Packer of all time, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't say he's not in the argument, no matter what. No matter what you think about him, I'm sure a lot of people are like. But can you really say that out loud about yourself? I think that's what maybe rubbing people the wrong way. Um, that okay, okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, just, all just, right, buddy. Just, yeah, he, I mean, he's lay, not lay wrong. Off. He's no, not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, um, so yeah, and it was you know I remember a lot of people like the the nineties like Far brought the Packers back to relevance and competing again. And, uh, you know, in so, some ways you might say he, like, smoothed the way for Rodgers by doing that by doing that first. But then, of course, you know, yeah, Favre was fun to watch. And look, he was having a great time out there, but yuck. Yeah. Um, uh, don't, so, don't steal yeah. money from poor people, folks. Just don't do it. It's yes, very I mean, easy, yes, very easy be, to not do that. Don't be a, like, movie or even, like, it's like a fairy tale villain. Yeah. I don't even know what to – it's, like, it's very easy yeah. to not steal money from poor people. Yeah. Um, Beyond that, though, we're getting a little sidetracked. I think the the split feels more amicable than um, the Favre one, for sure. And I think that is actually also a testament to Rodgers. And I think he's actually handled this a lot better than he could have. Uh, this could have been a lot messier. This McAfee interview could have been an absolute scorched-earth destruction of the Packers as a franchise. But it wasn't. He talked a lot about... Um, the the Packers, like how much the organization meant to him, how much is the city means to him, how much the fans mean to him, a lot about the relationships that he's made within the Packers organization. And I think in turn, I think it's, it's I mean, obviously do as you will with your fandom, but I think it's almost also a responsibility um, as a Packers fan to also appreciate all the, the good stuff that Rodgers has done. I mean, so I mean, many memories and we're going to, we're going to end this podcast in a little a, bit. Just, I mean, a lot of fun times. Yeah. We're, we're going to end this podcast in a little bit and, talking about our and, favorite is Rogers Rogers. perfect. And is Rogers perfect? No, no. Is he as bad as some people think? No, I don't think that either, but he's yeah. definitely, yeah. He's definitely had some things like, uh, yeah, no, really? Yeah. Please, and, please, please stop. Yeah. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite Rogers memories just to close this podcast out in a little bit. Um, but Dad, uh, do you have anything else you want to add about like Rogers and how you think he's handled this? And oh, also shout out Jordan Love for how he's handled this, because the fact that we haven't even heard anything from him is already he's a positive. Really? Yes. He's been keeping kind of a low profile. So he's working out. Yep. Working on his footwork and his and his uh and his throws saw already. That, saw that the clip. videos. Um so we'll see what that's like. Um I think it's gonna be fun. You know, I think it you know, that's the thing about, you know, you talk about uh, okay, Rogers legacy with the Packers so far. Have they won every year? No. Have there been some t- disappointments? Yes. But there's been a lot of fun games to watch. And there's been a lot of stuff. If you if you if you're enjoying the moment, there's been a lot of fun games to watch. And there's there's been a lot of stability. They've been a, one of the like preseason title favorites, like almost, excuse me, almost every year he's been here. Um, Follow up question: How much of Jordan Love do you think is the mystery box syndrome? <laughs> it could even be a quarterback. It, it could, could even be, be it could be, be Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Jinx. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think there's a but little a mystery, mystery box, box there. A mystery box. If you don't know, there's this Family Guy clip where. They are essentially offering Peter a boat or the mystery box. And Peter's like, God's sake, the mystery oh, box. Oh, we're taking the mystery box. It could be anything. It could be, be, be a boat. It could be a boat. 
Um, so, but I think actually, I think the mystery box was when they drafted him. Yes, and then the first two seasons they opened it. It's like, oh, Oh. this isn't a boat. And after last year, they're like, oh, maybe we got a boat. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, I I don't know. I don't think that Love is better than Rogers right now. I think he might run the offense better than Rogers did last year, because yeah. But I also think that he doesn't have to be as good as Rogers. No, this coming year for the team to be better than last year. Yeah, and I think the team honestly hit low on a lot of variance roles um, early in the year, especially yep. uh, in terms of like not being able to figure out the line in the first few weeks, Rogers injuring his thumb, like turning the ball over way more than they usually do, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And um, as we kind of wind down here, um, trying to think of anything Rogers wise that's, um, and jets wise that we might need to cover. Oh, the other report I think we forgot to touch on in our scramble is that not only have the jets signed Lazard, they are also uh, reportedly interested in bringing in Cobb and um, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis, uh, and interested in figuring out something with them. Sounds like Rogers is bringing his guys. And so, Dad, I just have one question: How do you think Bob Tunyon feels right now? <laughs> uh. Big Bob Tunyon. He was, not, it's it's weird that he's not on the list. last I saw was that he may have been talk, talking with the Jaguars. Hmm. Um, I saw somewhere. I don't know how reliable that report was. It's, was isn't uh, it weird? It's a little weird that he's not on that list. It's not like he would be very expensive to bring in. I guess maybe they were like, hey, all right, one tight end, sure. Two tight ends, buddy. Pick one. Come on. And they've got like three tight ends already or something yeah. like that. And it sounds like Rodgers has been kind they, of they, Uzama yeah. and they've drafted was it Ruckert? Ruckert, yeah, last who we year. liked at Ohio State. I would actually wouldn't mind Ruckert being thrown into this deal. Yeah. Um, beyond that, though, um, it sounds like also uh, Rogers gave them a list of players who, and he kind of, uh, he, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but he took a lot of shots at the media in this, like more than anything else. I think the media, than, kind, his, oh, much his more fire than the, at the media d- distracted him from any kind of angst he might have to the Packers because he was lighting up. Uh, Schefter and Rossini about the the quote unquote demands that he made and or requests he made because essentially he was like I never demanded anything and like well actually Rossini never said the word demand she said you had a this wish is, list of players parses his words very carefully yes and but she never said she never said demands in in fairness to her and they are bringing in the players that you would think he. And he said, he said, I never said demands. They asked me what players like I thought might be good fits, and I told them. It's like, well, it kind of sounds like the definition of a wish list. Um, but I guess right. it wasn't his, his demands. They were a wish yeah. list. They were so, they his, were they were um, mild suggestions. But on Roger's side of things, I mean, what he's saying is like, hey, it's not like I'm not going to come here if you don't bring these players. I think is what he's saying. It's like it's not like this is like required right. for me to like not retire when I get there. So I see what he's saying. It's not exactly like. He was like, do these things, and then it's I'll not an ultimatum. These. Yeah, he was like, I, he was like, um, if you think, like, if you want to hear what I think about these players, like, I like these players; they're fun to be around. I think they can contribute. Uh, and apparently, he was also trying to recruit uh, free agents to the Jets, which I don't know if that's legal, but you know, whatever, I guess. Yeah, well, there's like you know OBJ, and then some tackle. I didn't. I uh, think the uh, rumors, the rumors were um, unnamed offensive lineman, and I think a lot of people thought oh. it was Jake Brendel. Uh, who ended up oh. re-signing with the uh, Niners uh, center? 
Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how those people how they guessed that or not. But yeah, part of it is people, and people might say, "Well, he's taking players away from the Packers." Like these players weren't coming back to the Packers. Yeah, these guys are not coming without, back with, we, without Rodgers there. The, they were not coming back to the Packers. And honestly, the only one of them—I mean, Lazard maybe would have been good to have back, but maybe not at that price tag for what this team is going to be next year. Uh, Mercedes would obviously. Um, be good to be back. Oh, the last thing I wanted to touch on something we uh, tweeted from our Twitter account, once again, at Father Sun Packer, um, something to think about. So with this exodus of players, um, I think something that is not being talked about as much is how much the Packers are losing off the field. So if the Packers do lose Lewis, Rogers, and presumably Amos, they will be losing three of six captains from last year as well as losing Lazard, a leader in the locker room, um, Cobb, a leader in the locker room, Tanyan, a leader in the tight end room. So, And then uh, there's one more that I forgot. Um, but So what do you think about that kind of exodus of, and then obviously Rodgers as one of the captains. Um, in terms what do you think of, of that ve- exodus of off-the-field veteran leadership and what that might do to The veteran leadership is going to be you know, missing in a lot of the rooms right now. So the wide receiver room, they're all 2022 yeah. draftees. Yeah. And that's it. And the tight ends is Deguara and Davis. And so, and then, um, so those are two big ones. O line, you still have some vets in Bakhtiari. You still have Bakhtiari. Jenkins um, is a and, vet at this point. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, second contract. And, and, you, and then in the D line, you have Kenny Clark. Preston. Secondary, you have at this point Jair. Um, yeah, Campbell um, and Rasul maybe, but he's only been here Campbell, two years. Yeah, I, but, I think it's something to think about those because they're they're losing but, a lot of their voices in the locker room, especially on offense. On defense, you still have a vet in basically every room. Depends. Yeah, you got I, Preston I in the edge. You got Kenny in the D line. You got Campbell in the linebackers. And I think at this point, at least in the secondary, the safety is a different story. Yeah. In the secondary, you got Jair. Yeah, that's true. And Jair was a captain two years ago, so presumably he slides into that Amos spot. Um, But just something to, something to think about. And there was something that kind of came to my mind as they were making these moves. But, Dad, let's start wrapping up here. We're getting a little long, and we're getting a little uh, all over the place. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or should we do kind of like... Because I think this is almost... Rogers is not officially gone yet, obviously. But um, I think... When he is officially moved, yeah. we'll be talking a lot about the compensation he, he, and what it means for the team moving forward. So this is kind of also a bit of a, you know, a little sad, a little um, melancholy goodbye to Aaron Rodgers in this era of the Green Bay Packers. And so we kind of each wanted to share our three favorite memories of Rodgers as a Packer. Um, Dad, do you want to start us off and just go through Should all go three years? Okay, we tried so not the, to. We tried not to double up. You stole yeah, the so two we, of mine. We did look at each other's uh, thing, yeah. so like in a race to who would type something in first. Um, so the first thing that came to my mind is the pass to Cook on the sidelines in the playoffs against the Cowboys to uh, set up that game-winning field goal. At the time when I first saw the play live, I was like, "Oh, there's no way that's there's no way that's good." And I was like, "Wait a minute, they're calling that they're calling that complete? How could that be?" And then you see the replay. You know, the the ball is thrown out of bounds where only he can reach it. The defender can't get it. And Cook has got his little, you know, toes tapped to the inside and, and hold that ball. It's just an incredible throw as he's rolling left, 
looking for buying time, looking for space, and then fires a laser, you know, to the left sideline. It was just an incredible throw and play, um, you know, with the pressure on there the, as the as the game winds down and they're they're running out of time. So that's that's one. I think I think that that was going to be my number one as well. Um, that is, and the fact that they did it to beat the Cowboys is just, and and it was part of in, the run the in, table um, in Dallas in as well. Dallas, that was it, that. And Dallas was the, I believe, the one seed that year, if I remember correctly. I think it was Dak's rookie year. Were they the one? Year. Were they? I believe okay. so. I think. Uh, I think they were the one. It was them or the Falcons that year. Uh, it was 2016, right? No, that wasn't the run the table year. No, you're, you're no, right. No, 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 you're, no, you're right. You're right. It is. It was. It was, it was yes, 2016, yes, it was. right? It was. Yes. It, yes. It was the run the table year. Where the, was Dallas? Was the one seed? Yeah, I'm looking at the play now. Yeah, the Falcons to, were the two seed. To beat the one seed Cowboys in Dallas at the last second, and what a lot of people don't remember is the Packers had a huge lead in that game and completely blew it down the stretch, and Rodgers essentially saved them from a very embarrassing collapse. Um, Jared Cook's best play as a Packer. I mean, that would have been my number one, too. I remember how excited I was. I mean, what a catch. What a throw. Rolling out left to set Mason Crosby up for a game winner. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, My number one um, was the back-to-back Hail Marys in Arizona to Jeff Janis. Because I think those, like, that, that gets lost in time because they lost that game in overtime because Larry Fitzgerald did Larry Fitzgerald ridiculous things. But my goodness, I mean, back-to-back, rolling left, obscene, throw it up, and just pray Jeff Janis jumps high enough and catches it. And they did it twice to tie the game with a touchdown as time expired and send the game to overtime in the playoffs in Arizona against a good Cardinals team. I mean, that that's my yeah, that's number one. Like, yeah. I don't know how far that particular bomb flew. You know, those how, how far those flew. I saw somewhere that the... Um, you know, probably was was it over sixty yards in the air? Must have. It was. It was. It was amazing, and that's that's my number one. Um, it's a real shame they lost that game and let Larry Fitzgerald do what he did. Uh, and Rodgers didn't even get the ball back in overtime, which is the big shame of that one. Um, yeah, but that, I, hate, I hate those overtime rules. The, the, I, that, thankfully, they're fixed just, it now. Yep. Um, but what's what's your number two? So number two, I think I'm gonna um well. I'll, I'll stick with what it might So, one game, the game I like wasn't necessarily a great year for the Packers, but it's just a fun game, and I rewatched it multiple times just because I enjoyed that one game. And that's the Rodgers basically coming back from the dead, or at least getting off of the cart against the Bears for the second half comeback with saying, wait, you know, the the incredulity on the announcers was, wait, he's yeah. coming out of the locker room? He's coming to play? And, and they, the, the a broken touchdown, leg. We learned the, later. Yeah, we found out later it was a broke. It was a fracture of his um, tibial plateau. Tibial plate plateau. Tibial plateau fracture that he had for the year. A thing that knocked JJ uh, Watt out for half a year. Um, that he played with, and, and uh, you know the the touchdown pass to uh, Geronimo in the corner. Yeah. Um, to get him close, and then the, Randall Cobb again. Randall Cobb again. It's Randall Cobb again. And then you know the other way I like to refer to that game is the my knee, my knee. Yes, iconic <laughs> post game. I mean. That, that was a that was a fun. I mean, do you remember how despondent I was after the first half? Brett Hundley was just giving the ball to Khalil Mack every single time. Yeah. Like, the other thing awful. about what made that so hard in the beginning is he had been injured for the second half of the previous year. Yes, with the collarbone um, injury, and he had come back and like, okay, 
Last year was a disaster because he was hurt in first game of the year. Gets and hurt, again. hurt again. And it's just like, oh, another year where I can't enjoy football. Amazing. But he came then, back. But, but, he but played the game the turned whole year. into this amazing game. It was just and, a lot of fun to watch. And I think that's back. a thing that is underappreciated about Rodgers is he plays hurt. He will not miss games if he doesn't have to. If it, Unless it's something that's like a broken collarbone, he is playing. And he is out there every single week. And I think that's yeah. something that a lot of he people says he complained learned from about. Favre. A lot of people complained about with like the thumb thing and like, oh, you got to let the other guy. Blah, blah, blah. And honestly, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, I think he thinks like, hey, if I can play, I will. And I think that's I, it brings a lot of the joy to the fans. Because I remember if, if he hadn't played in that 2018 year, I mean, just what a miserable year that would have been um, for the Packers. And, you know, probably they, they keep McCarthy around because he has a pass because Rodgers isn't playing. That was McCarthy's last year, if you didn't remember. Um, but, no, yeah. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a solid one. I was high on my list as well. My number two is the Lions Hail Mary, which is just the most iconic play of his career, I think. Um, win the game in Detroit, rip the hearts out of just Lions fans everywhere. Um, just yeah, I think just that one, I one saw of the most sixty-seven yard pass, probably the greatest hail mary of all time, um, in the NFL. Uh, just yucked the ball up in the air, and Richard Rodgers made just. I mean, they didn't cover him, which is amazing, but um, made a great catch, and I think that's that's my very solid number two. I think it's the most iconic play of his career. Yeah, this is an amazing play with the time running out. They're I think that was what they're going to lose if they don't. Uh... They go from losing to winning on yes. the play Yes, as time runs out. Yeah, so that's my number two. Uh, what's your number three? So number three was, was uh, kind of related to number one, but uh, it, it, it runs out to some iconic sayings in the season, like, they run the table. I think we run the table. So before that, they were four and six um, at, at that point of, you know, after I think I think the run the table stretch is the greatest stretch of games of his career. I mean, they won... Eight straight, nine straight, eight straight, eight straight, eight straight yeah. until they ran into uh, the Atlanta Falcons with Julio Jones running wild. I mean, they put Ladarius Gunter on him. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, say la vie. You really felt that at that point they had they had. But that we're, know, we're focusing on positive. Much out of that, we're focusing yeah. on positive. But run uh, the table. They run the table to that, that incredible stretch of games to win those games and, and make it to the playoffs when it looked like most people were already writing writing them out. I mean, for, from going four and six to like ten and six, ten is, and six, and then two playoff wins. Yeah, as I well. mean, it's, it, it's incredible. So I, let's I'm look. Tr- so it, it, look at the, let's look at the opposite. Twenty-seven points, twenty-one points, thirty-eight, thirty, thirty-eight, thirty-one, thirty-eight, thirty-four. Is this is this the the offense that's, during that time? That's the offense in those in those in that streak. And I'm just pulling up Rogers just his games played in that. So four and six, they lost. Okay, there, here to there. Uh, so in the regular season, he over that six game stretch where they went six and zero to make the playoffs, he averaged he had a seventy one percent completion percentage. 15 touchdowns, no picks, a 121 passer rating, also ran for a touchdown, and threw for 277 yards a game. 
So like, yeah, this is I mean, my you goodness. About how, you know, Rogers basically, you know, raised the bar on um, all-time passer rating. And all-time touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, his career was the off the charts compared. Yes, it's, that's not the thing. close. The touchdown-to-interception ratio, nobody is even in his neighborhood. It, yeah, it's 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 not close. Second is Mahomes. Rodgers is first in with 4.52. Next closest is Mahomes at 3.92. Then Russell Wilson at 3.1. Brady at 3. So, like, it's it's not close at all. Maybe Mahomes, like... The only person has a chance is Mahomes. Yeah, and but it, it's it's really absurd what he's been able to do over a very long career too. I mean, four and a half touchdowns to each pick. I mean, he never throws picks. That's why part of the reason this past year was so such an anomaly. Um, my third one, my last one, is the Randall Cobb fourth and eight against the Bears in Week Seventeen to win the NFC North in 2012. I think it was. I have to double check that. 2012 Packers Bears. Um, week 17. Uh, was it this one? Oh, was it 2013? Might have been 2013. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes, the year 2013. Was, I remember 2013. The, week the, 17. Remember the play where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A 48 yard, a 48 yard touchdown to Randall Cobb on fourth and eight to win the game to and when they were losing um to, to win the NFC North to to beat that like Bears team 33 to 28 um to to win the North and knock the Bears out of the playoffs I mean it, that's such an iconic play uh, John Kuhn comes out of nowhere to block Julius Peppers uh and Rodgers peels out and Cobb is wide open running down the field I mean, uh, that's that's such a fun Packers moment, such a fun Rogers moment, and that's my that's my last um, Rogers memory. Um, but anyway, Dad, we're getting a little long on time, so we should kind of wrap up here. But a lot of changes coming to the Packers in the next coming months, years, and if you want to ride along with us the whole way, we would very much appreciate it, and we hope you liked what you heard here today. If you did, you know, like we said at the beginning, come follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer. Come subscribe to us, everyone everywhere on all socials dad do you have anything else to add nope i just think that uh well we're looking for more fun times yes we are and we hope you choose to enjoy those fun packers times with us thanks so much for listening and until next time go pack go go pack go